fans this is another jags podcast this is a daily mailbag for thursday october 10th man it's crazy it's october 10th already isn't it crazy that the tampa bay rays are playing in game five of the alds tonight what are the chances man but if you haven't yet followed us on twitter make sure you do we're at another jags pod and instagram another jags podcast uh, we're making a push for Instagram because we've been posting video cutups on Instagram and people have given us good feedback for that. So we're going to stick with that for sure. Uh, today's mailbag, we want to talk a little bit about the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, they're coming to town this Sunday. Uh, going to be a good game. Excited to be there. It should be an intriguing matchup. Now, before we get to the poll we put out there, the, the mailbag poll, where we got kind of your thoughts on uh, the matchups and, and what's the most important, I think it's interesting to point out that if you take out the game against the Bucks, where the Saints were at home last week and they won 31-24, if you take that game out, the Saints are probably looking like, like, like the line on the game is, I want to say like the Jags fared by one point. If it wasn't for week five against the Bucks, the Jags would be favored by seven. Last week against the Bucks, the Saints had the best game of the season. Teddy Bridgewater threw for four touchdowns, 345 yards, one interception. He had 132 QBR. Had a good game against the Bucs. Let's keep in mind the Bucs are not that good, though. The Jaguars are much better than the Bucs, and they have to play us on the road. Let's look back to week four when the Saints played the Cowboys at home. They won 12-10. Bridgewater threw for 150 yards, less than 150 yards. At Seattle, week three, Bridgewater threw for 177, 19 for 27, two touchdowns, 187 yards against the Rams the week before. Bridgewater wasn't doing much. And even looking back, and I rewatched the Saints-Buccaneers game, and man, the Buccaneers defense was abysmal at times. Abysmal. Their secondary was pathetic. They could not tackle. The Saints were doing the same thing over and over again, and the Bucs were unable to adjust. So, uh, I'm feeling pretty good about the game. But let's get to the poll here. On the mailbag poll, we asked, which matchup will be the most important in the Jags-Saints matchup? With 70% of the vote, Alvin Kamara versus the linebackers. 17% of the vote, Saints offensive line versus Jags defensive line. 7% of the vote, Bridgewater versus the DBs. And last place, 6% Fournette versus the Saints linebackers. Corey Trent, and he's at C. Trent Marketing, says, forgot the most important option, Tom Coughlin versus Ramsey. <laughs> look, look, I'm not going to get into Ramsey on this podcast, but if I had to guess, I think he plays. And that might be one of the most important issues because I think Michael Thomas is the biggest threat. And uh, we'll talk about it here in a second. Mike Wilbraham on the same thread said, O'Shaughnessy's out for the season. Uh, discuss. It's sad. It is very sad. I'm a big O'Shaughnessy fan. Everybody knows that. I think the man has actually been playing better each year he's been in the NFL, which is all you can ask for. But we signed Ben Koyak, so, you know, in Koyak we trust. Um, I saw a great post on the Jaguar subreddit today, and uh, it was death, taxes, and Ben Koyak at Jaguar's tight end. <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, well done. But you guys said 
Alvin Kamara versus the linebackers. 70%. I mean, that's hands down the highest poll numbers we've seen in a mailbag uh, for one pick. I think that, that, that shows me that the, it was a bad poll. It was a bad poll for sure. But nonetheless, uh, yeah, Kamara versus linebackers. That's going to be the big thing. But okay, so I went back and watched the game. Saints, Tampa Bay. We kind of given kind of wanted to get an idea of what it was going to look like, what some things they would run against us and, and things of that nature. Uh, one thing that stood out to me was that Kamara didn't look that great against the Bucks. It was the best game. I mean, the reason why it was one of the best games for Bridgewater was because they had to pass. But he wasn't doing much to really impress me, to be honest, in that game. Inside zone, outside zone, he was okay. I mean, most of his damage came in the passing game, releasing um, out of the backfield, which 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 leads me. To, I mean, to, first and foremost, if Kamara's lined up in pistol, directly behind the quarterback, just send two guys left and right side of the line of scrimmage and ju- just stop him in the backfield. Just just stop him in the backfield. Don't even let him release. Don't let him catch the ball in the backfield. A lot of defenses are predicated on coming up and making a tackle. Like we'll give you anything behind line of scrimmage. Uh, we'll come up and make the tackle. That can't be the game plan against Kamara. That was the game plan against Christian McCaffrey. I mean, again, that's what most defenses do. If they're dropping into a zone, you're going to say, all right, you know, we'll give you everything short and we'll come up and make a tackle, and make a play. But with guys like Kamara in the backfield and the guys like Taysom Hill that can make plays in the backfield, you can't have that strategy. You just simply can't. You have to be the aggressor on defense in order to do that. You can't sit back and wait for them. Look, on the season, Alvin Kamara has 342 yards on 75 attempts with one touchdown. In the passing game, he has 26 receptions for 241 yards. So that's a total of... 580 yards total on the season through five weeks. That's a little over 100 a game. That's not bad. That's pretty good. But, I mean, for being their one threat and... Look, he's averaging 120 yards a game. If Kamara... Kamara could get 120 yards and we could win easily. Easily. So, I mean, if he's doing what he's doing, I think we're fine. I think we win. We can't let him go for 225 like McCaffrey did last week. I'm not so concerned about Kamara. I'm not. I'm really not. I know like 70% of you said that's the matchup. I think Kamara could beat us in the passing game, but he's not Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he's, only got two, he's only got two touchdowns on the season. I know Bridgewater is handicapping him significantly, but I'm not so concerned about Kamara. Good player. Look, I'm way more concerned about Michael Thomas. You know, and that wasn't an option, so I, that's unfair. But I'm working with Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, 45 receptions, 543 yards. Michael Thomas has as many yards as Alvin Kamara has passing and receiving combined. Michael Thomas has got to be the biggest threat. Now, hopefully Jalen plays, man. If Jalen plays, I mean, we're not going to get on to Jalen here, but if Jalen plays, look, I'm good. Michael Thomas is going to get his, Right. But I'm way more concerned about Michael Thomas's three touchdowns, 12.1 yards per reception than I am against Alvin Kamara. Jalen's going to lock him up. I don't think Bouye could do it. All right, so speaking of Michael Thomas, like look, watching the Bucks in the Saints game, 
the Bucks. Uh, I mean, I I like Bruce Arians. I mean, he he was great on the All or Nothing with the Cardinals. But dude, you can't continue to let Michael Thomas do the same thing he did over and over again to you. Deep out, deep dig, deep out. I mean, the first the first touchdown drive that the Saints had. I think literally the the combo was three plays in a row, a deep out to Michael Thomas, a deep dig to Michael Thomas, and a deep out for a touchdown. And one of the throws was thrown by Taysom Hill. The Bucks were just sitting back in zone. They were just sitting back in a conservative zone. I mean, they brought pressure. I mean, they brought some some zone blitz schemes. They were just sitting back in man or sitting back in zone. What had happened? Michael Thomas just got behind the linebackers. And did whatever he wanted to do. The Saints run play action like every other play. <laughs> I mean, they really use this Kamara to scare people. I mean, every other play they're running play action. And that buys Bridgewater a lot of time. Honestly, after watching Bridgewater, he's not that impressive either. I was one of these guys that was talking about how maybe we should have gone after Bridgewater in the offseason instead of Foles. But after kind of cutting up the film on Bridgewater, his team is elevating him. His team is making him seem better than he is. Sean Payton is probably making him seem better than he is. I mean, he threw an early pick in the game against the Bucks. I think they got a field goal out of it. Bridgewater should have had a pick at the end of the third quarter when they're only up by seven. He throws the ball right to the defender in the Bucks, and the, and the Bucks linebacker drops it. Everything he was doing was short. I mean, he was just checking everything down, checking everything down. Every once in a while, they do play action. I mean, it was play action, check down, play action, flare. Every once in a while, he, I mean, he just hit Michael Thomas on his curl routes, on these digs, on these outs. Nothing went vertical. Nothing went vertical. Jared Cook, short. Kamara, short. I mean, everything was short. Nothing was vertical. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the Saints... Receiving stats here. Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara make up 780 yards combined. The next person, Ted Ginn, 170 yards on the season. Only 14 receptions. Jared Cook, 131 yards. That's pretty good for Jared Cook, actually. Josh Hill, 70 yards. Latavius Murray, 32 yards. Traquan Smith, 75 yards. Taysom Hill, 30 yards. <laughs> Dude's a beast. But the bottom line is, is that that's their only weapons. That's their only weapons. So take out Michael Thomas. Take out Alvin Kamara. I know it's easier said than done. But the Saints offensive line didn't impress me. Teddy Bridgewater didn't impress me. Our offense is better than the Saints offense. That's right. I said that correctly. The Jags offense is better than the Saints offense. But I'm not just going to say that for my own personal opinion. I'm going to give you stats that back it up. But before I do that, I want to take a quick break and get a quick hit from these sponsors that keep us going. Make sure to support them, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to another Jags podcast. This is a daily mailbag for October the 10th. This should be a, what is it, a Thursday? We got Thursday night football tonight. In addition to the Rays playing. We have the Giants and the Patriots playing. Thrilling, thrilling matchup. Patriots favored by, I think, 17 and a half. 
I think, I think it's moved up. That's, I mean, who wants to watch a game where the other team's favored by 17 and a half points? That's pathetic. But I mean, the Giants are playing without Saquon. They're playing, I think, without Shepard. Evan Ingram. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. We're at another Jags pod. Instagram uh, at another Jags pod. Look, if you like film cutups of the Jags, like, you know, I break down the film. Um, former coach, defensive coach, so I'm a little biased. But I love to break down the film. And we do that so you can see the Jags and kind of another level of understanding Jags football more than just like this person makes me happy or sad. You know, we go a little deeper than that. You know, uh, we're, we're more like analytical. We use PFF uh, stats. Uh, we give you actually uh, content. All right. So I teased in the, in the first segment. The Jaguars offense is better than the Saints offense with Teddy Bridgewater, obviously. Let's take a look at the stats. Total first downs for the New Orleans Saints, 98. Total first downs for the Jaguars, 99. All right, and let's just go ahead and throw out that playing from behind garbage time thing out now because the Saints have, you know, just as much have been in situations where they were down and they're playing from behind. They were down playing from behind versus Houston week one. They were never ahead by a lot against Tampa. They were down at Seattle, had to come back and win. So, you know, it's, they were also playing from behind. All right, total team first downs. New Orleans Saints, 27. Jacksonville, 29. There you go. Total offensive yards. New Orleans Saints, 1742. The Jaguars, 1963. That's almost 200 yards better. Offensive plays ran. Jaguars have only ran 10 more offensive plays. So let me just debunk the theory of well, we run a lot more plays than they did because we have not. Total rushing yards, New Orleans Saints, 522. Jacksonville Jaguars, 690. Total passing yards, New Orleans Saints, 1220. Jacksonville Jaguars, 1273. Sacks, New Orleans Saints, 16. Sacks, Jaguars, 16. Field goals, Saints, 11 for 12. Jaguars, Josh Lambeau, 12 for 12. 11 touchdowns for the Jags, 12 touchdowns for the Saints. Time of possession, both at 31 minutes. Here's the only category where the Saints have an advantage, and that's in turnover ratio. The Saints are at plus one, and the Jags are at minus four. Turnover, man, that's the one that's like the most important. I mean, honestly, besides time of possession, I'm a big fan of time of possession. Uh, turnover ratio has got to be it. But look, the Jags moved the ball better. The Jags' offense, Gardner Minshew is better than Teddy Bridgewater. He is. I'm telling you right now, this is not a homer thing to say. I watched all of Teddy Bridgewater all this year. The dude does not make throws that make you think that he is a good NFL quarterback. He makes throws that make you think that he is an NFL quarterback. Minshew makes throws that make you think he's an elite NFL quarterback. The throws he's made this year literally make you stand up and put your hands on your head, eyes big, looking over at your friends like, is this real life? That's the throws Minshew makes, and that's why the Minshew mania is real. Bridgewater manages the game. Bridgewater has the ability to be on the sidelines on first and second down while Taysom Hill comes in and runs the read option. He has the ability to come in on third and short and throw a check down to Michael Thomas or Alvin Kamara. That's what Bridgewater can do. 
And that's kind of what we thought Bridgewater was. Remember in the off season, we were all talking about going to get Bridgewater. Look, I was like, I was, I have, there's, there's, there's a library of archives on our channel that have me talking about how I would have preferred to take Bridgewater instead of getting Foles. And even in the moment when we were talking about free agent quarterbacks, I was always a big Bridgewater fan. I think you could have got him in here at $7 million, $8 million. One year, two year deal. You still draft Minshew, right? If you liked him. Then you're in a much better situation. Maybe, maybe Minshew doesn't play. Maybe Minshew doesn't play if we, if we sign Bridgewater. Because Bridgewater stays healthy. Maybe we never know Minshew's that good. What's the old saying? It's better to have and lost than to never had at all. Dude, that's, a good, that's a good point. But yeah, mailbag, you guys said Alvin Kamara was the scary situation here and versus our linebackers. And I get it. I think there's some recency bias there because of what just happened with Christian McCaffrey. But don't freak out. Don't fret. I think our biggest issue is going to be stopping Michael Thomas. Look, Chris Godwin for the for the Bucks. Look, he got behind the state's linebackers on an intermediate dig and scored a touchdown. If you can get behind this, then his defense is not great. I think I'll save the defense for uh, the next mailbag. Maybe get your thoughts on the defense um, because I'm kind of hitting my time here. Um, but hey, look, I appreciate you guys listening. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram. If you guys could do me a favor, if you're someone that listens to the show all the time and you're one of the fans that you know that we is here all the time, and we love you guys, fan show. Give us a five star uh, rating on iTunes. It helps us out a lot. Um, we're the only Jags podcast with a five star rating, which is incredible. Again, appreciate you guys so much for that. Uh, I can't stress enough how awesome that is. Hit us, give us your thoughts and opinions. You know, we'll read them on here. We care. So. Thanks, you guys, for listening. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow with the Daily Mailbag. Hopefully, we'll have Mike in here. If not, it'll just be me cutting down the film like usual. Appreciate you guys listening, and as always, go Jags.